if you are listening to this podcast, that means that you want to be on the right side of history. Upright with Eve. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and also on Twitter. Upright with Eve. Please be sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. And also, if you're listening on Spotify, please be sure to subscribe, follow us, rate, and review this podcast. Anyone who is listening will, of course, know that we are the Good People Tribe. So if you are new to this podcast, you are now a part of our tribe. Um, We do stand with and for Black Lives Matter. So if you are against or anti-Black, any kind Uh, of that behavior we will not accept or tolerate here. So please, you are able to stop uh, before it even reaches a minute into this podcast and redirect your listening abilities elsewhere. This is a positive space, a positive space of knowledge, resources, togetherness, love, and happiness. Yes, we will talk about things on this podcast that may be sad, that may anger us, but together we will stand and we will push forward so that we are able to overcome these injustices. I have no other disclaimer, so let's get into the show. What's good, good people? Uh, Today is Friday, July the 24th. Um, It is a little after 6 p.m. It's been a pretty quiet Friday for me so far. Um, I hope that you all's Friday has been good. Let me know how your Friday's gone. Um, The good thing is that you guys just heard from me yesterday. So I am now recording, producing, and releasing episodes in the same day, in real time, when you listen to it is on the same day that I actually released it. I'm going to try to do that more often. Um, but you guys know that I try to be super transparent, super honest. Um, so when it is not uh, a day that that episode is actually being recorded, you will know it uh, because I probably will not state uh, the date, you know, as far as like checking my phone. Um, but today's episode is going to be discussing. Um, a a young lady out of Oakland County in in Michigan um who was arrested um and actually I have to rephrase that a a a child a teenager um 15 years old and we are currently calling her Grace to protect her identity but Grace was arrested for oversleeping while on probation and the stipulation of her probation was to attend school and complete her schoolwork. She overslept, which made her miss school. 
At this time, school was online. It had transitioned from in school to online uh, because it was in April during COVID. There have been so many different um, pieces to the story, but Grace overslept. Um, she was having anxiety. She did express feeling overwhelmed and also feeling unmotivated um, with the online schooling. Now, Grace does have ADHD. Um, now, with ADHD, of course, people have the stereotypical thing that they say, you know, hyperactivity, um, not being able to truly focus on one thing. Even with all of that, Grace was still able to let someone know that not only was she feeling overwhelmed, but she was also feeling unmotivated. Grace's mom also seemed anxious, um, of course, trying to juggle a child that is now transitioned fully at home from in school. Um, for a lot of us, parents have been difficult, but at the end of the day, we make it work. Um, so with that environment being set up, Grace is already on probation. She did express um, what she felt and a meeting was actually eventually called with the social worker um, or the caseworker at this point, the caseworker and her mother and Grace. Uh, they actually were doing check-ins daily. And um, after a check-in, Grace did fall back asleep, um, uh, which made her subsequently uh, late for, for school that morning. So she wasn't up to, to be able to check into class. And um, at that point, Giroux, which again is going to be her caseworker, she learned that Grace had fallen back asleep. Um, her mother also complained about her not wanting to, to, to do her homework. Um, her mother later did testify that that was actually said in a moment of frustration and that it was untrue. But I mean, again, you are talking to someone who is holding your, your child's future uh, essentially in their hands. And when we give people that kind of power and when we tell people what our kids aren't doing, we are actually um, subsequently harming um, our own children's well-being. And no, I'm not making... Um, any any disrespectful advances toward her mom. But at the end of the day, we have to be our child's protector. We cannot continue to leave it up to these systems that are only set up to hold us captive. Again, knowing our history, knowing where we come from as black people, would set us up to be more successful when our children are connected to whether it's, you know, the judicial system, whether our kid is getting in trouble at school. When we know our history and when we know that giving any of our child's freedoms and rights away to these institutions, to these companies, to these people that, oh, we just want to help. And then help turns into them literally um, um, turning your child over <laughs> to to a court of law. We have to be a little bit more vigilant. We do. We have to be a little bit more vigilant. The caseworker did move forward with the violation of probation um, before even reaching out to Grace's teacher to see how she was actually doing in school. Um, and after that, at that point, she did reach out to the teacher to ask how Grace was doing, um, how many assignments was she completing again to what was required. And the teacher actually told uh, Giroux that she wasn't out of any, you know, compliance against the other students and that she did have ADHD. 
And that, of course, it is a steep learning curve um, from in school to online learning. And that and that's just it is really as simple as that. It's not complicated. There are highly capable adults that go from Android to iPhone that literally act like they can't plug in a freaking charger. So going from in learning, in school learning to online learning for um, a child with ADHD is absolutely an adjustment. It is absolutely an adjustment. Um, so May 14th rolls around um, and Oakland County Courthouse has a, a hearing, uh, which is an essential emergency hearing. And uh, Grace's case was actually in person and it was the only one on that day. So they, they, they actually called them in to have this hearing because it was so pressing and she was just completely out of order with her probation that this was such a detrimental thing. And of course, I'm being super fucking sarcastic at this point. And I haven't even told you guys the biggest part of it. Giroux, the caseworker, did all of this not even knowing that Grace was ADHD. So again, we have someone that is not even able to fully represent this child, help this child, give her the resources. She acknowledged that she was not aware that Grace had ADHD. How are you representing a child? How are you properly being an advocate for them if you do not know that they have a learning disability? To me, that is like completely like it's almost like apples and oranges at this point. It's like, well, I didn't know that she had a learning disability. Well, how are you able to accommodate her? How are you able to know what she needs? So she's speaking to and trying to be swift in action and not even knowing what she's dealing with. So we have on one hand, the mother saying things that wasn't true about Grace. She said that it was actually said in a moment of frustration that Grace hadn't done her homework, that she hadn't been going to school. Those things were were said in a moment of frustration to this caseworker. So when we dig a little bit deeper, um, Grace's mom actually said that she actually had been getting better with the online schooling and that it absolutely was a difficult transition, um, but that she just needed time to adjust. The judge in this actual hearing um, objected and said that this wasn't enough. Judge Mary Allen Brennan said that that was not enough. In this moment, it does make me think, you know, if this was a white kid, and a lot of people don't want to have the white black conversation, but this is the world that we live in. So let's just let's just be straight the fuck up about it. If this was a white kid that had shown improvement, that overslept, that said that they had already felt overwhelmed, that said that they weren't motivated, that also said that it was hard, but they wanted to, you know, that it was a tough transition, but they overslept. Do I really think that a judge would have said, you know what, it's not good enough that you made an improvement? I don't think that that would have been the case. I don't. And I laid in my bed last night and I was just like, this is fucking bullshit. And Obviously, there's not enough fucking real true crime happening in this county that this judge would even have the audacity to spend her time on something like this. So as Judge Brennan told Grace that this wasn't enough, you know, her needing time to adjust all of that. Wuha wuha. It isn't enough that she's getting better at this. I told her that she was on thin ice. I also told her that I was going to hold her to the letter to the court of the probation 
This poor baby was led out of the courtroom in handcuffs. Um, and she's been being held at the Children's Village in Oakland County. I cannot imagine. I mean, I just can't imagine being in that moment, knowing that I was making improvement. I overslept. Having a disability, um, a functioning disability is what I call ADHD. It's a functioning disability. When you are trying to function, it can actually hinder you functioning. Um, I just can't imagine being where she was. This child needs us. She needs us. She is black. She lives in a community where it is overwhelmingly white. Um, and she needs us. She really, really, really needs us. 42% of the cases um, referred to Oakland County Court have been involved black youths, even though about 15% of that actual county of those kids are black. So 15% of the county um, kids are black, but 42% of the cases referred to that county court have involved black kids. You are not going to tell me that this is not racially motivated. You're not going to tell me that this is not abuse of power. You're not going to tell me that that this is just, oh, yeah, no, this is a bad kid. Lock her up, throw away the key. No, if she was fucking white, she would have got a slap on her wrist and a weekend of fucking cleaning up a highway somewhere. But because she's black, she's already pre-labeled. She's already predisposed and she's all of these things these preconceived notions instead of being exactly who she is, a sweet 15-year-old girl who deserves to be at home, like literally going to school every day as, as what she was doing, she overslept. Her teacher did not say that she was missing class, that she was, that she was not turning in homework. What she said was that she is not far off. People have to bring back the responsibility that the school system has to our children. A lot of people have gotten far, far away from that. School is not a fucking day sitter for your kids just because you have to go to work. It is a place that is responsible for the well-being and the structuring of your child. I've always been a, a true believer that the school is a place where, of course, children are able to demonstrate the beginning works of learning um, that they learn at home. And they're also able to execute and form different forms of opinion, um, different examples of thought, um, of, of action, and also of reaction. But I, I have always been strongly against police in schools. Yes, we should have security. Yes, we should have mental health services and mental health resources. But to solely put the fear of the law into children at such a young age, I find that there is something that we are completely missing that comes in between school and jail. Um, I also find that when trauma is happening in a household or when a, when a child is actually suffering from anything um, concerning their mental health, there's no reason why they should be now um, thrusted, you know, and shoved into the hands of a police officer, into a cell, into the back of a police car. 
we are failing these children when we continue to make the school to prison pipeline an active thing. It is it is it is completely absurd to believe that a child, a child, we're not talking about a 19 year old mass murderer. We're talking about a 15 year old that that has stated on uh, on on a few accounts. It's been documented that she does want to do her best, that she was feeling overwhelmed. Like these are normal, everyday things that adults say that adults go through. So if a child is actually expressing these things, she may be stressed. She may be strained. It may, it, it sounds like a call for help to a normal adult. You know, it sounds like she literally got dealt the worst of the bunch with this caseworker, this judge who is labeling her to be a danger to her mom. A lot of people, of course, want to want to dig deep into why she was on probation in the first place. She was on probation because it's a teenage girl. Her mom told her that she couldn't go out someplace. Um, she took her phone and it, it resulted in to an altercation in the car where she bit her mom and pulled her mom's hair. As a teenager, have I bit my mom? Yeah, I did bite my mom as a teenager. Um, have I had a teenager that I was raising or helped raise um, bite me? Yes, I have. I have raised um, and I actually actually had the honor to help foster um, seven kids, one of which um, had ADHD, had, had a lot of different um, things that were going on, but she was a biter she was moody. Um, I couldn't place every single moment to be perfect with her. But you know what? As a parent, kids are going to go through things that may not be ideal when we tell them no. That is, that's normal. Did I feel like she was wanting to harm me on purpose to the point where I wanted to call the police? No. Would I let someone else call the police? No. Um, another incident that, uh, Grace was actually on probation for was when her mom actually took her phone away. Grace did take a cell phone from the locker of a kid at her high school. It's so crazy because when people Google this shit, they see domestic violence and they see theft. The first thing I think about when I hear theft is... Uh, shoplifting. I think about grand theft. The first thing when I when I hear domestic violence is I think about bloodshed or I think about something where someone got extremely injured. Um, but those were the two incidents that happened that led to Grace being put on probation. Now, I do want to bring up something. Um, it's a little bit of a sidebar, but I find that a lot of people have a hard time being realistic these days. Um, and just being honest about the world that we live in, we have adults that cannot even put their cell phones down to drive a car. Some people have children in the backseat. Some people already have other situations in the car that are not the best for driving. And they literally cannot put their cell phones down. So here we have a 15 year old who communicates with her friends on her cell phone. She has her social media on her cell phone. She plays games. She takes photos. All of these things. Music now, like my iPhone is the source of all of my music. Um, all of these things in the in the palm of her hand and it's taken away from her. 
You compare this to adults that have to have self-control that can't even put the fucking phone down while driving. So, okay, she had a tantrum because she wanted her cell phone. She caught sticky fingers at school. Yes, she said that she did feel remorseful and guilty. Um, of course, it was returned. But at that point, the the mother of the gentleman uh, did press charges. And in quote, she says, my sincere hope is that any punitive action taken in this case be grounded in the goal of providing this student with opportunities for growth, change, and future success. Now, I don't know what type of adult thinks that pressing charges on a 15-year-old, um, which could potentially lead them to jail, is going to give them growth, change, or a successful future. But, of course, it does make you think, like, about her mental state, like this other kid's mom. Like, okay, how how thick is her, her skull? Um, in the society that we live in, we see black people being killed. We see black people being wrongfully convicted, being wrongfully arrested, being killed while in um, custody of the police. And you're just going to press charges because you feel like or you hope, I hope that the goal in this is to provide this student with the opportunities for growth. You can't grow by going to jail. We have to fucking water these children. We have to uplift these children. And I don't care what judicial system is in your state or in your city. They are not the breeding grounds of growth. They're just not. There are a lot of programs that are coupled inside of the judicial systems and, and, and juvenile detention homes and centers and also in federal and state prisons um, and in jails. But collectively, nobody's saying, hey, let's send little Timmy to jail so that he has more opportunities for growth, change and success. It's not the fucking world that we live in. So I think that, you know, that person's um, mother, she knew that it was full of shit. You know, a fucking cell phone that she probably is, is paying monthly for. Like, come on. It was a mistake. And for the, and for Grace to actually say that she instantly felt remorse and guilt. You know, when she was caught, a lot of people, if they're going to be like crazy, you know, a lot of people that are like kleptomaniacs, they don't care about remorse. They don't care about guilt. They're not going to express any of those feelings because they're waiting to be able to get the chance to do it again. No, this child actually said that when she was caught, she fought, she felt instant remorse and guilt. How do you say, oh, yeah, well, I'm still going to press charges like <laughs> the fucking audacity and the conscience of, of these people, man the conscience of these people and some people just don't care i mean pretty plain blank some people just don't give a fuck after these two incidents um grace of course as any other child does they look for correction they look for structure so she didn't get into any trouble um she did the therapy that was provided with a, a program that her mom had actually sought out um for kids that had issues with um, authority, um, and she was doing what was expected of her. Um, her mom actually told the caseworker uh, that other than like cabin fever and regular irritability with being in the house, 
um, since the pandemic at this point had struck. There was nothing significant that had took place. The police hadn't been called. None of those things. So um, April came around and she did have the hearing for the the larceny um, or the, you know, the theft. (laughs) They say larceny as if she stole three buses and, you know, did a Grand Theft Auto freaking bank heist. I'd rather say it plain just by saying petty theft. So the petty theft and the um, the incident with her mom, that came around for court. And since she had been doing good, you would think that they would reevaluate everything that's happened with her behavior at that point to say, okay, well, it seems that she's been doing her best. It seems that she's been you know, making progress, the police haven't been out to the home, you would think that they would actually weigh those things like they do in, you know, huger crimes. Like we see things on TV that they are given the 10th degree of looking at evidence, of listening to people. But in this very isolated incident, um, because I believe that it was isolated and in some ways it was very calculated as well. But In this incident, they, before the, the hearing even was, you know, midway through a youth and family caseworker for the court, um, actually told the judge that she thought that Grace would be best, uh, being served in a, a residential facility, which is like a, uh, in treatment facility for mental health and anger management. Grace did have a, uh, court appointed attorney. Um, that didn't say a ton, but he did say that since she had committed no new offenses um, and because of the risk of COVID, he felt that she should just be given probation, Um, which in any situation with kids at this point, it seemed that she was actually moving on the right path. She was doing everything she was asked. She hadn't gotten any incidents with her mom. It makes sense. It makes sense. So throughout the hearing, um, Grace did show some emotion. Um, She brushed away tears and she wiped her nose with her sleeve. I mean, a precious 15-year-old that just needs for someone to to understand her. Um, She doesn't want to continue to be misunderstood and labeled as a bad child, as a tyrant, as someone that's a danger to not only her mom, but to her community. This is what this judge said um, that she was. Before uh, the final agreement to give her probation, um, she did get a chance to just say a few words. And she basically was saying that, you know, my mom and I do get into a lot of arguments. But with each one, I do learn and try to analyze why it happened. That is someone that wants to change. That is someone that wants to understand. There are tons of adults on this fucking planet that doesn't even think that far. Why did this happen? How can I understand? So we have a sensitive child that is acknowledging that, yes, she goes through things, but she learns something with each one and that she tries to understand why it happened. Um, She also went on to say that her and her mom, um, they are working, working each day to better themselves in their relationship and that she thought that the removal from her home would be an intrusion of their progress. I, I mean, even her as in pain, as afraid, as misunderstood as she felt, even in all of that, she still had the courage and the bravery to say that I feel that this would be hindering me, hindering my growth with my mom if you guys remove me from my home. So Grace was 
put on probation. Um, she was also put on a GPS tracker. Um, she also had a uh, requirement to, of course, go to school, no phone, and um, also being able to check in with a court caseworker and counseling. Um, she was required to, of course, do these things in conjunction to uh, doing her schoolwork. There was a small overlap. Um, the initial days of online school coincided with Grace's start of probation. Um, and her mom was actually concerned that, you know, her daughter, who at that point was a, a, a high school sophomore and nearly like had perfect attendance. I didn't even fucking have perfect attendance would have trouble um, without having that in-person support from her teachers. So because she does get distracted easily um, and she can abandon her work, symptoms of ADHD and a mood disorder, um, records do show, um, it basically just it proved that she needed more. She can't sit in a freaking bedroom staring at the wall and a computer. Um, a lot of people that work from home can't even do that functionally or successfully while getting what they need to get done. Grace's in-school learning gave her not only the interaction with her teachers, but it also gave her a uh, individualized plan, which helped her not only stay on task, but it also gave her check-ins with her teachers, clarification of the work that was supposed to be done. It allowed her extra time to complete assignment and, and to complete tests. When transferring to remote learning, she didn't get any of those supports. Um, which basically takes her from at her best thriving environment to here's a laptop and here's some internet. Like, that's it. There's so many things like the system, not only the education system, um, but the system of support, um, of, of educational support failed her. So the education uh, the school system failed her first. The education system failed her first. And then the judicial system failed her second. Both of these two systems, one can be canceled out. If the education system was able to actually provide what she needed in transitioning to a virtual learning environment, she wouldn't even be having to go through half of the shit that she's had to go through. Because they would already know that she needs counseling. When kids need counseling for certain things, they, they usually need it in school and out of school. A lot of those things do not show up in kids until they are in a school environment, which is that, that child's counselor's responsibility to make the parent aware that something is going on and we need to be of the greatest support to this child. She's already being let down in so many different directions, but they're expecting her to keep her word and to keep the responsibility to the court of law. She's obviously bright. She's obviously extremely intelligent, especially based off of her articulating that being pulled from her home would be an injustice to her and her mother and, and, and the relationship that they were continuing to strengthen and build. I mean, to me, it's, it's genius for a a child to be able to articulate that even in their pain and in their breakdown. I think I mentioned this before. I did have the pleasure of fostering um, uh, a set of kids that did have ADHD. And what I noticed the most is that they truly need the attention to be on them when it is supposed to be. If this kid is needing to be sitting down learning, 
I was right there with them. I was giving them what they needed. If they needed a snack, if they just needed me to sit by them, if they needed me to hold their stack of paper, you know, like we have to be dedicated to our children. We have to be dedicated to our children. If 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 things like ADHD, if learning abilities, um, if these things are going un acknowledged in the home or if parents do not have the proper resources to understand what their child is actually going through at some point the the parent is also going to label the kid as as um as bad or as unhealthy or as a danger to them we have to educate ourselves so that our kids do not end up in a system that is solely set up to make them fail We have to pay attention to the signs, guys. Like, this school-to-prison pipeline shit is a real fucking thing. They put cops in schools to be able to, to, to witness and see things and to be able to classify them when kids are actually needing help. They need help. They're not needing to go to jail. Jail is not going to help a child that is saying that she feels overwhelmed and unmotivated. It's not going to help that. Grace did well on her first week of virtual learning. Um, by that second week, she at that point did have a new caseworker. And even with that, we're jumping these caseworkers around to these kids that have no true interest in their justice, that have no true interest in their learning and, 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 and in their development. That's a fucking problem. That is a problem. I... I did unfortunately go into the foster care system and it was difficult having a, a a social worker at the beginning being in foster care and then midway through I got this new person that didn't know what the fuck was going on, that didn't know the timeline. All she had was a sack of papers. Papers don't tell the whole story. Like it just doesn't. Like being able to see the growth or being able to see the decline of a situation in a child is something that's truly fucking important. So here we are with this new caseworker, Giroux, who is checking in. Um, she's checking in second week of school. And Grace told her that she felt overwhelmed. She had forgotten to plug in her computer um, and her alarm didn't go off. So she overslept. Now, we already know that the transition is difficult. Um, We already know that there's so many different factors. Like, I just couldn't even imagine being in this situation, quite frankly. They let me off with probation. Now I have to do all of these requirements. I may not know how to fully function in this environment, but I'm going to try my best. My mom is overwhelmed as well. Um, Like, so many things. Just so many things. So... The caseworker did end up telling the mom, look, you know, a child is not going to be perfect. Teenagers aren't always going to be easy to work with, but we have to give them the opportunity to change. So um, time goes on. And what actually happened was Giroux told the uh, prosecutor that she planned to ask the judge to detain Grace because she clearly didn't want to abide by the rules in the community. Now, if this doesn't sound like a fed up fucking caseworker to me, like, was her caseload too big? Was the mom confided in her too much? Like, how did she make such a decision in one week that showed her that Grace did not want to make the changes that she needed to make? Like, to me, that's just like, I I just, it, it's so confusing because a week isn't even long enough to try. Hell, it takes 21 days for someone to form a new habit. 
ProPublica actually had a few questions for Grace. And Grace actually said that she was, you know, trying to do what was asked of her. She had checked in with her casework every day. Um, she had complied with the other requirements and that she was staying at home and ban- obeying all the rules. She did, however, state that she had actually told her special education teacher that she needed one on one help. Um, and that she did begin uh, receiving daily tutoring the day after the probation violation was filed. Now, in this small window of time, she asked for help and she received it, but the caseworker was so gung-ho on shucking her to the fucking side. For whatever reason, I would say it's because she was black and black people too, um, White people are problematic. Let's just be fucking, let's just be straight up about it. Her mom is complaining to the caseworker. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. It sucks now because the mom actually stated that that wasn't the truth, that she was just frustrated. You know, it's just like, and it, it's, it's, it's so, it's so angering because no one ever took a moment to say, hey, Let's try to still do the things that we're asking you to do, but let's try to get you some extra attention. So the day after her probation violation was already filed, she began receiving tutoring. Like that tutoring could have been all that she needed. Her caseworker had no interest in reaching out to her teacher before filing it. She filed it and then she reached out, which is really sort of like, pointless at that point you know you could have just reached out and did all of your research first like a good caseworker would do and then make your decision it's, it's almost like science you gather your data you gather your research and then you're able to make your decision based off of what you have but not the other way around her teacher did let her know that you know grace was not out of line um with her other students which is a good thing <laughs> you know I I believe that during this pandemic, a lot of people that had kids had to either be straight up about, wow, we really need to give your teachers a round of applause or we really need to be more hands on with your education. It was one of the two. And I find that in this in this very sensitive situation, Grace needed needed people to fight for her. And now more than ever, she needs people to fight for her right now. More than ever, this child was sitting in a juvenile detention center because she wasn't given the proper help and attention that she needed. Sadly, she had to speak up to say so. And when she did, it was already too late because the person that actually should have been responsible for noticing this so-called caseworker wasn't. She was too busy being swift about things that aren't going to help Grace, but would hinder Grace's ability to continue school. Like it, 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 it really is as plain and as simple as that. It really is. I don't even want to get into the statistics of the kids that one haven't, haven't done schoolwork, but haven't even logged on to do any doesn't don't even know where the fuck to log on to like literally. And we're talking about one that was actively logging on, that was actively checking in, that wasn't acting out. And she's made an example out of because what? Because what? Like it, 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 it's completely fucking abuse of power. It's abuse of power. We have to call it like we see it. It is abuse of power. 
it is completely fucking horrifying to me. Not only that, that this is a, a baby, a teenager, a black young woman, not only that she is a black young girl, but she's a black young girl with disabilities. And like, literally she is in, in one of the most vulnerable times in her life. She's growing, she's developing, she's coming to learn and understand things about herself and about her environment. Like, it's so many different factors in this situation and that she would be punished to this extent, to this extent, because she could not adjust to a a virtual learning environment. Like, it literally is absolutely absurd. Grace needs our help. Grace, we are fighting for you. We love you. Free grace. Free grace. Justice for grace. We want her home. Grace wrote a letter to her mom from the detention center. And it says, Dear Mommy, I miss you a lot. Being here is hard. (sighs) Just reading this is, is just like, it's just, it's just so fucked up, man. It's just so fucked up. I haven't really wrote you because I had to ask God to give me the strength so I could write without crying or feeling bad for the rest of the day. I'm sorry it took so long. I pray every night for God to bring me strength and comfort and to give you strength and comfort as well. I pray for him to take your loneliness away and replace it with hope. I hope I can get out of this situation as soon as possible. I'm trying every day to look towards the future and ponder the present so I can fix the future. I think about our relationship often and pray that it gets better, but I know it'll only work if I work to change. I want to change. I want to be a better person. Here I've realized how much you care and love me. I'm sorry I took that for granted. Please continue to send me pictures of you or just any or just with anyone. I love you, mommy, and I miss you. There are people that are adults that do wrong, that are criminals that do wrong, that don't even get to this point. And I mean the point of understanding that they are more, that no matter who has turned their backs on them, no matter who has deemed them of a, a danger to society or not worthy, that they have more, that they are more, that they have more potential, that they are greater than. And this letter that Grace wrote to her mom, she definitely was strong and she was exhibiting that she was greater than and she was realizing her potential. There are criminals that have done hard fucking crimes that never get to this point. And we have this baby that just wants to go home. Grace has been incarcerated for 71 days. We have to realize that we are dealing with a baby, a baby that needs our help. Grace, we want you to come home, sweetie, and we are going to continue to fight for you. And we are going to continue to be a support for your mom. But we will continue to fight for this baby to come home to be released. I want for you guys to click the link um, in the bio so that you are able to know how you can help uh, with this situation. Um, There's also something I want to share from my Twitter. Grabbing my phone really quick here. 
Um, it was a resource that was actually given to me. Um, and it is, it is of course, public info. But for those willing to lend their action, please contact S. Jalil and J. Bernat, and they are lawyers to extend support. Their number is 586-493-5377. Um, and they are the Center Student Wellness and the, and the Community Support. Um, we're going to continue to fight this situation. We're going to continue to fight um, people that believe that policing is something that should be coupled in school. Children should not have to deal with the police. Um, children should not have to deal with the police when they are suffering from mental um, health issues and they are suffering and needing help. They need to be able to receive help and they cannot receive the proper help being held captive because to be captive in the body is to be captive in the mind. Trust me, guys, this is not going to continue to work. We have to continue to stay strong for grace. Free grace, grace, we are bringing you home. We love you and we miss you. And we want you to continue to stay strong. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to join this conversation, or if you just want to be able to speak to me directly, you are able to send me a text message at 860-909-5936. Thanks so much for tuning in. Good night.